Allie Bonner, and welcome to QueenCast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to QueenCast. Today, we're going to be talking all about eating in private, all about eating in secret, um, all about being afraid to eat in front of other people. Something I struggled with for a very, very long time and I'm just now sort of feeling comfortable doing it, feeling comfortable and in a great place with food and eating in front of others and eating with others and enjoying that experience. And something else I really want to dig into is this parallel between being a people pleaser and having people pleaser tendencies and eating in secret, eating in private, you know, being ashamed to eat bad things in front of other people. I feel like there's this connection, there's this parallel. I don't know if it's scientifically proven, but for me personally, it was very, very true. And I found that the more I stepped into my power, became confident in who I was, and just honestly stopped giving a fuck about what other people thought of me, the more I began to get comfortable with eating in front of other people and not eating quote-unquote perfectly clean all the time in front of my friends and not living up to this healthy girl standard that I had created for myself and being okay with that. So we'll get into that later, but I just kind of wanted to set the stage of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. All right, so backing up, what did my relationship with food look like when I was afraid to eat in front of other people? Well, it was pretty simple. I ate perfectly clean throughout the day. I was so afraid of having a cookie or um, even eating on off hours, like if everyone else had already eaten lunch and maybe, you know, I wasn't there or even if I did eat lunch and I just was hungry a few hours later again and no one else was eating, I would force myself not to eat because I was so afraid to eat when other people weren't eating, if that makes sense. And I remember so distinctly being at work one time and it was about 3 p.m. and I just want to remind you at this time I was working out insane amounts like intensely I was doing Barry's boot camp like five to six days a week going to their 6 a.m class you know just grinding and then I would walk about a mile to and from so like two miles total to work and I was barely eating a thing and I just was so hard on myself and I remember it was yeah like 3 p.m and I had this crippling anxiety because we kind of worked in an open office space so and all the snacks were in one corner of the office. And so I had to walk past all of my coworkers to go get a snack. And it's just so crazy to look back on this because at the time, I thought everyone was watching me, right? And, you know, we can get into this too, but kind of how self-absorbed that is as well. Um, you know, plot twist, no one cares, but we'll also get into that. Um, but I really felt like all eyes were on me and everyone was watching me when I was going to get a snack and they were thinking about how fat I was and how gross it was, how much I was eating. These are all thoughts in my head. And the crazy part is I never had these thoughts when I saw other people going to get a snack. In fact, I was so jealous of how they didn't care about what other people thought of them you know I was so jealous that they it was so easy for them to just oh they want a snack they go get a snack they don't overthink it they're not anxious about eating in front of other people and here I am you know having this full-on meltdown in my head about do I go get a snack I'm starving but I don't want people to think 
that I eat too much or, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people to watch me eat. Like it was just, I don't even know what I was really afraid of. I don't know if it was people watching me eat or people thinking that I was eating a lot. Like I just don't even know where that stemmed from, but that was my fear at the time. And it was a really big one. And, um, so I remember sort of, you know, forcing myself not to get a snack. And then of course, by the end of the day, I'm starving you know, and I have an, a mile walk home because God forbid I take an Uber or take the bus, got to get my steps in <laughs> and I get home and like, I pretty much binge eat the entire cabinet because I've been starving myself all day. And I just remember I couldn't wait until I could get home into the privacy of my own home, you know, in my kitchen, in my room, away from everyone else because no one was there to watch me eat. And it felt like this really relaxing like comforting downtime for me to just eat by myself and you know I I definitely think that it's a nice thing to eat by yourself sometimes because but for different reasons for me personally like now when I come home from work I'm really excited when I have the house to myself but it's not out of this it's like a slight shift where it's not because I'm doing it in secret and I don't want someone to eat, see me eat. It's like, oh yes, I don't have to talk to anyone. (laughs) Like after a long day of just decisions and talking and being with people, like coming home is just really fucking nice when no one's there. But it's so different from this like guilt, you know, shame spiral that I was in before, if that makes sense. So that was sort of my world a few years ago. And this is when I was living in San Francisco. It wasn't that long ago. I would say it was, you know, three, four years ago. And I was really, really anxious about it. And that's actually why I went to go see Molly, who I worked with. She was on my podcast. Amazing. Balanced by Molly. Um, Worked with her for like six months because, you know, I was just so just wrapped up in this ball of anxiety around food. And I remember the first thing I told her was, this is what I want to work on. Like, I don't care if I gain weight, you know, I just want to have less anxiety around food. I just felt like every time I ate, it was this this ball of emotion and not positive emotion. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my world and I know it doesn't sound fun because it wasn't. So I want to share a little bit about how I got out of that. Um, but first, really want to touch on the people-pleasing aspect. So I would say three, four years ago, even though it's not that long ago, I was a much different person. I, you know, I really didn't know who I was. I wasn't confident in who I was. Um, I had pretty much just graduated college and was just sort of in that awkward year post-college of trying to figure out, you know, who I was, what I wanted to do with my life. I feel like the year out of college is one of the hardest, or for me, it was one of the hardest, just transitioning into the real world I think um and this could be a whole nother podcast but you know this year after you get out of college it's kind of like all right you know you're on your own you have a real job and I just didn't have that structure and that support that I had all through college and it was really crippling for me you know it was really hard for me to find my footing and and kind of figure out who I was so I think that's why I really had a lot of these anxieties and um and just fears around food because it was comforting in a weird way like yes it was this hellhole and this dumpster fire that i had trapped myself in but it also was strangely um yeah just strangely comforting to have something to take my mind off of this larger anxiety i was feeling with my future and what i was going to do with my life um it was just a nice distraction i think is what i'm trying to say 
And so back to my point about being a people pleaser, I, at that time, was just so wanting to make everyone else happy, right? You know, I wanted to make my boss happy. I wanted to excel in work. Um, I wanted to make my friends happy and be super social and outgoing. And, you know, even if I wanted to stay in, I would just go out because I wanted to fit in. (laughs) I wanted to be the cool girl. I wanted to make everyone else happy. And I really didn't take the time to figure out what the hell do I want to do with my life? You know, what what the hell do I like? Um, And everything, you know, even down to what I ordered on the menu when I would go out to eat at restaurants, it wasn't, I never thought, you know, what sounds good? I was always like, okay, what's the healthiest thing on the menu? And and I'll order that. And my body's like, no, we want tacos. And I'm like, shut up, we're getting the kale salad. Like I never stopped to, you know, listen to what I wanted. And I think in this society and, you know, our culture, it's very common to, especially as a woman, especially as a mom, I'm not a mom, but all the moms listening out there, to really put others ahead of yourself. And I love, I love this, um, this rise of self-care because yes, it's starting to get a little cliche, the whole, you know, hashtag self-care, but I think it's amazing. I think we shouldn't think of it as selfish. I think we should think of it as a necessity, a bare minimum for us to fill our cups, you know, before filling others. So that's my little rant on that. Um, but I think I spent all day trying to fill others' needs and, you know, I didn't take the time for myself. And so because of that, number one, I had no idea what even made me happy. So I was feeling just like a lost little puppy there. And then number two, you know, the end of the day would come and I didn't experience any pleasure in my day. And I am such a huge fan of pleasure. I will do a whole podcast on this, you know, whether this be masturbation, whether this be putting on lotion, like whether this be listening to music and, you know, sometimes I just will go on a drive and I'll put on like a sad song and I'll roll down the windows and just like cry and sing. And it's like the most amazing cathartic experience activity. I don't know. Um, but just find things that bring you pleasure. Maybe it's watching Real Housewives. And I just didn't have any of that in my day. Like literally my entire day, even working out, I think a lot of people think of, you know, working out is me time. And it totally is probably for most people. But for me, I was like, I dreaded it because I wasn't doing the workouts that I wanted to do. Again, I wasn't listening to my body. I was, you know, dreading these Barry's Bootcamp (laughs) high intensity classes And they're probably amazing, but when you're doing them five to six days a week at 6 a.m., when you don't really want to, and the reason you're doing them is out of fear because you don't want to get fat, it's not a great experience. You you know what I'm saying? So everything I was doing throughout my day was for other people, Um, or it was out of fear that, you know, I was going to gain weight and not be lovable by other people. Um which is sad. So then, you know, makes a ton of sense that I come home, haven't had any pleasure all day. And the only pleasure in my life is eating alone at night in private. It makes a ton of sense. And at the time I was like, what is wrong with me? You know, I have no willpower. I can't control myself. Um, I'm such a glutton. I'm such a pig. It's like, girlfriend, you are not like you are your body is just screaming out for nutrients and love and it's searching, it's seeking pleasure 
and you're not giving it any. You're just grinding, grinding, working, working. Um, and so I guess fast forward, this is a great segue um, into what I want to talk to talk to you about next, which is how I sort of got out of that and what I do today to mitigate, you know, wanting to eat in private because the urges are still there. You know, it's pretty deep rooted for me. It was a lot of years of doing this. And so I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like it was just this overnight thing where, you know, I realized, oh, I just need more pleasure in my life. I need to, you know, be more confident in myself. I need to stop putting others in front of me. It wasn't like I just did that and then overnight, you know, I stopped eating in private or I was still, you know, all my anxiety around eating in front of others just dissipated. It wasn't that. It was a slow roll, a slow process. Um, I think like most of the things that I talk about on here, but the difference is even if I have those urges, for example, I think the biggest thing that is was hard for me was eating in front of Eric, which is weird because we've been together for, you know, seven, almost eight, seven or eight years now. Um, and in the beginning, I think I may have mentioned this on here, but Eric eats very little compared to me. Um, and it is very triggering for me. Like sometimes we'll be at work and, you know, he gets very into his work and gets distracted and is definitely the type of person that forgets to eat or just doesn't really take the time to fuel his body, um, throughout the day. And so like, he'll just go all day without eating. And that is really triggering for me, even to this day, um, because we're spending, you know, all day together. And so I see all of the meals that he's eating and it's like, wow, I've already had a full breakfast and a full lunch and I'm hungry for dinner and it's, you know, 6, 7 p.m. and this is like his first meal of the day. And that messes with me even to this day, but it's something that, you know, I'm working on because we're all different and I'm not advocating for him just eating one meal of the day. I still think that he should eat more, but I'm not his mom. So, um, but it is my own shit where, you know, why is what he's eating affecting me mentally? And why am I comparing myself to him when we're also bio-individual? But just wanted to share a little thing of what I'm struggling with right now. Um, and I'm not perfect and I'm still working on that. And for a long time though, something that I am proud of is just how far I've come with feeling comfortable. You know, if he's not eating and I'm hungry, feeling comfortable enough and, you know, confident in myself to have a meal in front of him, you know, by myself, enjoy the hell out of it, not feel anxious during it. And for a long time, that was not the case whatsoever. I remember so distinctly, we were actually on vacation in Paris in 2017. And I remember this was really the first time I think we had spent, you know, a lot of time, this is before the business, we had spent a lot of time day in and day out together. Um, and obviously we're eating every meal together. And if anyone has traveled and they have a history of disordered eating, you know, it's really difficult because, um, you know, it's different than hanging out with friends for one meal, right? Like you're spending every meal together. And I remember being so anxious and self-conscious because at this point, you know, I was also working out a ton. Um, I think this was around the same time as what I talked about before. And so I was eating a lot more than Eric was. And Eric, you know, wasn't really working out, which is fine. And again, it's Eric. So he was eating like one, two meals a day, um, which works for him. Doesn't work for me. I was eating like every few hours. 
And I remember being so hangry and we had been just walking around Paris and you know, when you're traveling, you're walking a lot and just seeing all the monuments and sightseeing and whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, we haven't eaten in like eight hours. And I was so afraid to say something to him, which is just, again, so wild now because like, you know, we've been together forever and he knows everything. I tell him everything. But at the time, yeah, I was like, I remember thinking, oh my God, I can't be the one to, to, you know, say, should we go get something to eat or, you know, be the one to say that I'm hungry first. And what is that? Like, I don't understand why I was so terrified of that. I think it was, again, just, you know, not being confident in myself and not honoring my body and not listening to my body. And so I remember thinking, he's a guy, he's bigger than me, you know, he's 6'1", 6'2". And, you know, why am I the one to be hungry before him? Like, I'm the girl, I should be dainty and cute and petite. And, I mean... Aside from a lot of this is internalized misogyny, which is a whole nother podcast. I feel like I'm thinking of all these podcast topics while I'm recording this one. But um, yeah, it was just a really toxic trap mentally for me to not be able to speak my mind. And I remember we got into a huge fight on that trip, actually, because I didn't say something. And so, of course, you know, I got itchy bitchy and twitchy because your girl was hungry she hasn't eaten in eight hours and she's walking all over the damn place and eric was like oh my god like why didn't you just say something why don't you just say you were hungry and i was like (laughs) because i don't know like i didn't have an answer um so (laughs) my point of that is number one you are never alone if you are in the place right now where you're me a few years ago and right now you're afraid to eat in front of other people Take a quick look at your life. Are you putting others in front of yourself? Are you worried about what other people think of you aside from food? Like, are you just very self-conscious in other ways? Um, Are you not really feeling self-confident in other areas of your life? Like, they're all intertwined. They're all parallel. Are you not getting enough pleasure in your day? You know, all of these things are really important to take into account And I wish someone had asked me these questions when I was struggling because I would have been like, oh my God, it makes so much sense now. Like, I'm just not putting myself first. And as I mentioned before, you know, once you identify these things, it's not going to happen overnight. And I don't want to lie to you and pretend like it will. I don't want you to think it's going to be super easy. Um, It'll take time. And for me, it definitely took practice and it's sort of like exposure therapy you know and it's like being afraid of spiders or snakes or whatever you know being afraid of eating in front of other people you gotta just do it you gotta slowly do it and maybe it's you know first you're eating in front of someone you're really really close to you know someone like your brother or your sister who you're not trying to impress you know or your mom or your dad like you know they won't judge you you know they'll love you unconditionally um or your partner significant other and then slowly you can kind of you know branch out and do it in front of you know your wider circle of friends and then strangers um and then you can get to the point where you know for me now well pre-pandemic I loved going to a restaurant by myself like this was so crazy I could never never do this before go to a restaurant by myself you know table for one eat alone not be on my phone, not hiding in my phone, right? Just phone away, eating, enjoying my meal, you know, looking around, people watching. 
and being comfortable just eating in front of other people and having other people watch me and eating whatever the fuck I wanted. Maybe I wanted pasta with a side of breadsticks, you know? I don't care because this is me. Take me or leave me. And also you're strangers and I'll probably never see you again. And I love myself. So that's it. (laughs) That's my podcast for you today. Um, I love you guys. Hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions, feedback, you know I love hearing it all. So slide into the DMs at AvoQueen um, or you can email me, Allie at Queen.co. And I will see you guys next week. Adios. Bye.